us after breakfast. What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas. It's weird brunch. Like a lot of it was just be present, you know. And it was a lot of That's like what reaction. Everything is reaction to social media, et cetera, et cetera. But there was one thing that was mind-blowing. Well, because that's dissociation, Karina. Yes, I know. Karina. Karina. Um, but oh, I, I like saying your name like that. That I do too. That's probably why that's so many tequila talking Latin people drunk brunch. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! It was on the company dime, so it was like strawberry lime infused yep. tequila. Three, what? please. Yeah, it was so good. That's like a sonic. Although, isn't. Where were you? Little Darlin. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. yeah, yeah. Didn't that. Didn't they come under fire for something recently? Who? Sonic? Little Darlin. Oh. No. Little Darlin did? Really? I thought that I was everybody's Little Darlin, that bar. <laughs> we can talk about how Ross Perot died today. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Texas billionaire. Yeah. The only thing. I knew about him ever was from all that, all that. Yes. Amanda Bynes. Yes. I got a billion dollars and Dana Carvey on yes. SNL. So that's let me the, finish. That's <laughs> the extent of my Ross Perot knowledge. I remember like just my parents being like, he's an idiot, but I think they were just really making fun of his ears. Yeah. I mean, it's not his fault. He has fucking big ears. No. Had RIP. He still has the ears, probably, unless he was burned. Yeah. Or, you know what's funny? <laughs> In one of my stories today, some people get their ears cut off, so that could have happened as Jesus, well. I do not want to hear your Are story. Are you ready for it? <laughs> Are you ready for this? Karina. Sorry, I, I tuned out while I was trying to figure out how Amazon works. While we were singing our jock jams. Oh, wow. You know, one of those was written by a pedophile, too. Gary one Glitter. One of them? Yeah. Right? I'm sure there's more than one of them. At least one. You're right. I should always say at least when yes. speaking of pedophilia. Um, you look very alt-90s today, and I'm I know, loving I know. it. I I'm living my, for also, it. Also, your Mystery Science my, Theater, mm-hmm. did you see that they're coming to the Paramount? They are. They weren't going to, and then they added the shows. Yeah. yeah. February 23rd. Tickets on sale Friday. Fuck yeah. Oh, too late for you people. Yep. <laughs> That's true. You people. <laughs> MST3K, man. Yeah, that was my, I mean, that was my childhood. Me and my dad, yeah, it was like the show I watched with my dad. I never watched it. Really? Yeah. Please go home, get super high, and watch Mac and Me on the new one. I've never laughed that hard at a MST3K. I want to do that mostly because... Every time Paul Rudd was promoting mm-hmm. a movie on, on Conan, Conan. Yeah. he would say Mac and Me. It was the oh yeah, the little the, the bicycle. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Every time I forgot about bicycle that. or wheelchair. It's a wheelchair. Oh yeah, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Yeah, fuck. I'm probably gonna have to watch it again. Oh no. I was kind of surprised they did it because it had so much notoriety from that, and they mm-hmm. usually like to go kind of obscure. But it's the perfect movie to it's do. It's so good. So goddamn funny. <sighs> but. Speaking of Mac, or welcome to Weird Brunch. Speaking oh, of funny, speaking we're all of funny. funny. We Mac are. And me. <laughs> Who's Mac? I don't know, but I'm Lisa Friedrich. There you go. It's got to be Lisa. It's Lisa. it's Lisa. She walks like the aliens. I do. <laughs> I am if an alien. Go, I'm a fucking replicant, y'all. If you go watch it, I think you won't like that. I said you walked like the aliens. So, <laughs> I'm Karina Magyar. <laughs> I'm Whitney Lamond. And our names don't spell out anything if you take the first letters of our names. Oh my God. Yes, they do. Hold on. What are they? No, sit down. We are. All right. I won't. I will my sit. name starts with a C. Yes. Your name starts with an L. Yes. Your name starts with a W. <gasps> oh my God. Close. I'm about to cry <laughs> and I know it's because I had liquor oh and we're all white yeah that's <laughs> shit <laughs> oh my god oh I've god never thought of that well there you go it's welcome perfect. to the white claw podcast did y'all notice everyone Woo! everyone everyone posting photos of them drinking white claw on fourth of july weekend? i was talking to whitney about this how we started this trend she yeah. also claims mm-hmm. credit for Toto's Africa. For 
the resurgence of Toto's yes, Africa. Yes, as well you which should. Which happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. For at Barton Springs Saloon. Because I made it number one on the fucking jukebox yep. like five years ago. And now here we are. Whitney yeah. is a trendsetter and we should just study her moves. I can't <laughs> I... Never mind. I'll have to say that off mic. Okay. Oh, wow. But, I can't believe. Yeah. Welcome to Weird Brunch. How far we've come as people. Welcome to Claw. Welcome, CLW. Yeah. You're welcome, We're America. Claw. Yeah. Yes. You're welcome, White Claw. Give us money, <laughs> Seriously, we've been telling you that since episode like two. Oh, man. That's Jewel true. reached out to... Uh, the radio station my boyfriend works at yeah and they were like we want someone to like we want to like get a salesperson to get us like a a whatever the fuck they are um yeah. were they like called? endorser yes thank you yeah. okay <laughs> you worked okay. there yes you know what i the did fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> um but uh i told cj i was like do it do it please <laughs> he was like I don't, they don't like me. And I was like, come on, oh, come on, come on, come on. Somebody I was like, I'll fucking do, do it. Somebody's yeah. got to endorse something around here. I'll do it. Yeah. Put my ass on the goddamn airwaves. Take up smoking. Fuck it. <laughs> Sorry. I just got excited because Jewel and Claw, and I feel like they should both give us money. Yep. Well, we keep saying it. I'm so st- according to several books, it should happen. It'll happen. Yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. the secret. It. Yeah. We're secreting. Um, <laughs> we're secreting. You never we're got, secreting. <laughs> yes. You never got a package from White Claw, did you? No, I did not. I fucking message him back. I don't, I'm, I'm so mad at them as I drink raspberry. It's delicious. Raspberry, yeah. Can we start tagging them on every podcast we release? I think we just start saying that they're sponsored by us and they either have to go ahead and give us money or They're sponsored sue us. by us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're welcome, White Claw, You're you welcome. Yeah. We made you. <laughs> we did. We did. Listen to the tape. Okay. I think this Roll podcast started the week it came out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I looked it up. It came out in uh, 2016, which means it was probably yeah. circulating in 2017, which is when I started. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't as... Never mind. This is so fucking boring. Anyway, as far as anybody knows, this has been a very uh, not well-hidden and not successful viral campaign (laughs) for White Claw, (laughs) this whole podcast. Can it be considered viral if it's not successful? Yeah, more... Sure. Yeah, sure. All right. I'm into it. We've got a virus called White Claw. Yeah, we do. Everybody's infected. Uh, that's what people tune in for, is our White Claw talk. <laughs> Can we change the podcast name? Yes. White, White Claw, Claw talk. talk. <laughs> I feel like there's a play on words somewhere there, but I'm well, that's wrong. We'll just have to tell Ariel. Oh, fuck. You know what we should do? She'll write a new do. song with the right. pun in it. Yeah. We should find White weird Claw stories that involve White Claw, because you know there's a million. Okay. I don't think there's a million yet. Oh, they're all half of them have come from this house. You know where those come from? Our listeners. Hi, listeners. You're out there. Email us. Drink a lot of white claw, do some stupid shit, and email it to us. At Weird Brunch. Weird Brunch at gmail.com. I don't know if it exists. <laughs> I think I started make it. it right now, now I'm gonna make it right now. I just Googled White Claw Crime. Yeah. I'm gonna find something. All right, you work on that. Karina, tell us your story. I got a story about crime. In 1508. <laughs> Classic crime. Yeah. True crime. Uh, in Autun, France. How is that spelled? Just like autumn, but they took the M out because they're so French. C-we. Sorry. Uh, so C-we. The, C-we. C-we. Hmm. There were some rats, and they kept destroying their whole crop of barley, which sucked. So the farmers kept asking the Catholic Church to do something about it. Because the Catholics were like, you know, in charge of the world. <laughs> Quit touching kids and put these rats up your ass. <laughs> Fucking pervert. Well, the, the first thing was that they like prayed to God and that didn't work. So then the church seat ran the judicial system at the time. And so they charged the rats legally with destruction of property. Mm-hmm. And the, the, <laughs> that was what they did. So now I have to back up and explain that animal trials were a thing no fuck off for like most of our civilization so like it's only in the last 
200 years that we've stopped putting animals on trial. This is like for the crimes. goddamn St. Louis Olympics. This is going to fuck with me. It's probably going to piss you off. So those are the Greeks, because they like kind of created our judicial system as we know it. They believed that any untimely death was caused by immoral pollution that like literally got into the air. Immoral? Yeah, like just bad morals would go into the air if anybody was killed. Hmm. And the only way to clear that bad air was by holding open air trials to show, sage, wake up. to show the gods that, you know, get the clean up our air. Right. And okay. so any untimely death was a murder, no matter how it happened and whether or not it was on purpose, getting stabbed by another person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also getting crushed by a boulder was like the boulder is guilty of murder. Or getting trampled by a horse, the horse is guilty of murder. So they would hold a trial, and whatever the murderer was, was destroyed in order to decrease the amount of moral pollution in the area. So, you know, they'd destroy the boulder or they'd kill the horse. (laughs) It is fucking stupid, but that's literally how people thought. So now the church comes along. And it kept the idea, because the church always takes whatever ideas around, and is like, yeah, but Christian... And so the immoral pollution became evil forces from the devil, demons and shit like that, right? Ooh, and the belief was that a soul could be infected by evil forces and that murders were just the expression of evil forces. So any murder that went unpunished would cause the disease to spread. It was actually... OJ. Yeah, right? <laughs> so now boulders don't have souls, so they stopped prosecuting inanimate objects. But animals do. So animals would still be put on trial at the time that that was believed. Yeah, animals still had, they're alive, so they have souls, and so they can be infected by demons. Why did we stop believing that? I can tell you that. Um, But first, let's walk through this because this is fascinating. So they, they could be destroyed for murdering people, and they wanted to keep the murderous animals from getting more and more murdery and spreading that murdery ways to people, uh, kind of like how we get the flu from pigs and chickens. Uh-huh. They thought we could catch murder from animals who were allowed to murder too much. That's a good self-defense, though. Like, Yeah. It, I caught this murder from a pig. <laughs> it is not my fault. I killed my wife. So, like, it sounds stupid to us now, but it's honestly still the plot. It's the plot of Jaws. And it's like the rationale, like when a tiger kills somebody, they kill the tiger because they're like, oh, that's a man-eating tiger. Remember when, or Harambe. Like, we still think like this, essentially. Like, if if an animal kills a person, you, you just got to kill that animal. That's justice. Blackfish got to live his life. Yeah, that's true. Did he really live it, though? No. Yeah, that's true. He got incarcerated. Yeah, he, he was in <laughs> Shamu in prison. He was in juvie. Sorry, I had to get some more claw. Okay. So the way they broke this up was secular courts handled domesticated animals. Because, like, if you're a domesticated animal... just come to me oh my god okay sorry back, back to it but we killed it because it had murder in it, it did it was coming after us we that had to road. kill it it's justice oh, god wow i'm incident. so glad that i could commit some justice today <laughs> that felt really good guys thank you uh, oh, thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> okay heart rate's up now all right anyway um <laughs> where was i Yup. Okay, so yeah, domesticated animals belong to people. So like the people are responsible for them. So they took them into secular courts. So like if your bull gores somebody, you and your bull have to go to the city court. And then the duke or somebody decides if your bull was guilty. And then it's your job to punish the bull. However, the court says. So that's how they handle most of these. Because domesticated animals. How they handle dog bites now. Exactly. It's like this isn't gone. This is still how we put animals on trial today. 
So um, eventually, it wasn't just murder anymore. It would be any animal crime. So if an animal assaulted you or stole your stuff or committed <laughs> property damage, like you could still have your animal put on trial. Okay. All right. Which is still true. If a dog right. fucks up your, your rose bush, you yeah. can still sue, I guess. Um, that's the secular court. Oh, and the, here's some examples. So in Basel... Germany-ish, whatever it was at the time. In the 1400s, there was an egg discovered in a rooster's nest. A rooster nest? Right. Okay, so the whole town fucking flipped out. <laughs> now, we all know this probably because like a hen came over and, and hung out until yeah. an egg fell out. Right? Yeah. But the townsfolk believed that the rooster laid the egg. Mm-mm. And this was illegal. <laughs> Because, Jesus literally, because they believe that rooster eggs could be used in witches' spells. But rooster eggs aren't To create thing. basilisks. But if you were going to use a witch's spell, you'd need something rare and precious, like uh-huh. a, rooster, like a egg. rooster egg. So here was a rooster egg, and nobody had ever seen one before. Like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. some real witchery could happen now. So rooster gets hauled into court, along with, like, the farmer. And uh, there was a lawyer to defend the rooster. Oh, my God. And the lawyer agreed that the rooster laid the egg. They never questioned that. Because, like, I mean, look. The rooster would have The egg was in the rooster's over, nest. You know? Yeah. Caught red something. hmm Red clod. Uh, <laughs> it's a waddle. What is a waddle called? Red, whatever, bird-footed. Mm-hmm. But the lawyer argued it was an involuntary act. Since the egg hadn't been used in a spell yet, no evil happened, so there were no evil forces to banish. Like, the rooster couldn't help laying the egg. Okay, mm-hmm. this just happens. Mm-hmm. The rooster didn't intend to cause any problems. But the prosecution was like, well, the only way a rooster can lay an egg is if a demon fucks it. Ooh, so there's already evil inside the rooster. Okay. Mic drop, guilty verdict, dead rooster. <gasps> Head chopped off? Nope. Uh, no. Burned at the stake. A ro- burned they the rooster at the stake. waste of wood. Look. And of a good chicken. Yeah. All they had was woods and chickens in Germany at that time. So yeah. like, it was kind of, you know. Par for the course. Right. It's kind of like the idea like a burner cell phone. It seems wasteful until you have a good reason. Mm. Anyway, so about that time in France, some pigs got overexcited and trampled a three-year-old boy. This Uh will happen, all right? So the secular judge had the pigs and the farmer brought in and sentenced the pigs to death, whatever, at the end. But the town was like, no way. This is a tragedy. This is a three-year-old boy who died. So they insisted the rest of the herd was also infected with evil because all those pigs were squealing with delight and (laughs) egging these three pigs on. They were accomplices in this murder. And so accessories, and they have to be killed too. Accessories to murder something. Yeah, and the judge was like, dude, whatever calms you people down and sentenced the whole herd to death. And the farmer was like, this is out of control. Like, I don't mind putting three pigs down. Honestly, I was going to kill them anyway, and I can sell the meat. I don't give a shit. But like, you can't kill my whole herd, right? Yeah. So he goes to the Duke, and the Duke is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That's that's insane. Obviously, three pigs did some murder, but the rest were just being pigs. So the Duke issues a general pardon to pigs for doing pig things. Like you can't be put on trial okay. for being a pig, like squealing like and running around themselves. Kind, kind of like of. yeah, kind of like an amnesty. And there's nothing the church could do about it about the evil forces because this was a secular matter. And so the Duke's pardon of all the pigs. Is why we fucking pardon a turkey. Like, that concept is still there that, like, you pardon animals for being themselves is, like, how that tradition got into our culture. I've always loved the pardoning of the turkey. Right. Like, the the fucking turkey did anything wrong. Yeah. But it didn't. But But all the other turkeys are going to fucking die. Because of the Duke's pig pardon. Yeah. All right. So, like, this animal trial stuff is seriously infused in our culture. So, anyway, wild animals. They're not part of civilized society. Nobody owns them. So you can't haul the farmer in and right. have them like so they Kill were them all. they were dealt with by mm-hmm. the churches. And they follow the same logic. But since nobody owns them, the trials were really hard to handle. Like which fucking rat, you know, ate mm-hmm. the barley, which this one or this one. Locust destroyed the crops, which termite 
ate the building mm-hmm. which which one of these lions which cockroach crawled at lisa right well that one was easy that, that was one swift we killed. justice right but if Just there was now. like 90 cockroaches what do you do ew oh god i hope that doesn't happen so churches luckily the reason they put wild animals under church law is that they could hand down two sentences that secular courts can't excommunication <laughs> And exorcism. Jeez. Oh, so those were fuck. actual. Excommunicated. This is, this is gonna make me mad. <laughs> those are actual sentences. So, like, what they do is they issue an edict, like, the rats are excommunicated from the town, and that gave everybody the mandate that if you see a rat in town, you're morally obligated to trap it and throw it out of town, or you're in trouble. And that's how they would get the rats out of town. Is they basically deputize everybody to fucking get the rats out of town because the rats were mm-hmm. excommunicated, and that was the legal standing. Pied Piper, right? That's uh, literally the whole St. Patrick driving the Snake mm-hmm. Island story is wrapped up in this because okay. it's a commonplace legal maneuver to like excommunicate animals that were being problems, or you could exercise the demon from it. That's this is what I want to know. Which is <laughs> where which would gave you the justification to kill wild animals anytime you wanted essentially like a wolf oh well we gotta execute the we gotta ex, uh, exercise the demon from it so just kill it oh they were even though okay. they wouldn't try to like throw holy water on it and shit no they would kill it they and didn't then they'd even try burn it because you don't eat it it's they like didn't even try no fuck no they didn't not that i couldn't find any examples of them trying to exercise demons from animals because these are wild animals so you just kill it first and ask questions later so that brings us to the rat trials of <laughs> looking at me. The while rat you trials. That. The rat trials of Autun. Um, the best way to make your name is in those days as a lawyer was to be a defense lawyer against the church. Because like if you beat the church at something, you were probably a pretty damn good lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. So this lawyer named Chassanet did that, and he represented the rats when the rats were put on trial for eating all the barley and destruction of property. And the church was going to like just say, we can't excommunicate them from the town because they're not in the town, so we're just going to exercise all the rats, which would mean lighting everything on fire. And it was a terrible idea. I mean, the rats can run away from the fire. So Chassanet was like, I'm going to defend the rats. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm going to defend the rats. So goes to the trial, opening day of the trial, Everybody sits down, called to order. <laughs> the rats don't show up. Oh, really? Yeah. So is the, it because so they're the judge a is like, group of rats? <laughs> the judge is like, the rats are in absentia. Therefore, they are guilty. Okay. And Chassanet stands up and he says, wait, 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 wait. The notice that this trial is going to happen only was posted in town. The crime was committed outside of town, and my clients live outside of town. You did not provide adequate notice. We can't start until they've been notified that there's been a trial. Mm-hmm. And the judge was like, all right, fine. Put the all notices right. everywhere. Put the notices out in the fields. Put it on some fucking cheese. So they printed out a bunch of notices and put them all over the county. Okay. A few days later, trial recommences. Notice has been made. Still no rats. Oh, oh, none of them showed up. Judge is like case closed. Rude. Right? Like, let's just get on with the procedure here so I can burn down all the fields. Chassanet was like, no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Like, usually if we try farmers who live far outside of town, we give them several weeks to get their affairs in order before they have to appear in court because it's like a long travel and they have to leave their farm behind and it's only fair to give them a chance to get their shit together before they show up in court, right? We do this all the time. And the rats, they're kind of like farmers, right? Like they live in the farm. They live in the country. They harvest food to eat it for their families. You need to extend them the same courtesy that you extend farmers. And the judge is like, you got me. Case delayed for a few weeks so the rats can get their affairs in order. Oh, my God. He's like, I mean, this is a dumb argument, but it's also like according to our own logic... This is a legal argument. It's a valid (laughs) argument. Okay, fine. So a few weeks pass. New trial date is set. Everybody comes back into court, reconvenes. Judge bangs the gavel or whatever they did back then. Still no rats. Oh, no. Shasane runs in and he says, wait, 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 wait. Before you say anything, they want to be here. 
They really do. They wanted to be here. They tried to make it, but the streets are just fucking full of cats. Like there's just Ugh. cats everywhere. Danger. And Lurks. my clients cannot feel safe here with all of these assassins running around. Mm-hmm. Right. You you have to allow them safe passage to the courthouse. Obviously they can't appear if they're gonna get murdered on their way in. It's totally impossible for them to appear until all the cats are locked inside. And the judge is like, God damn it. All right. Any issues in order that all the cats have to be locked inside on the day of the trial? Pretty please. I have no like authority to do this, but just like, please, because I'm part of the church and because you believe in God, lock your cats indoor on the day of the trial. Mm-hmm. And then he just didn't set a date for the trial because he didn't want to find out what the hell Chastanay was going to come up with again. Yeah. He was so annoyed. And he was just like, the rats are exonerated. Everything's fine. I'm done. Like, w- someday we'll have a trial and all the cats will be locked up. But right now I just want to deal with it. It's never going to happen. And that set in motion like a chain reaction that started to unravel animal trials in France. Huh. Until Rene Descartes came by and said, animals really? don't have souls. Okay. They're machines. Like, people can think, I think, therefore I am, et cetera, et cetera. He actually, when he was writing all this stuff, right, Mm -hmm. I think, therefore I am, and the automaton, he was thinking about animal trials. Weird. Like, why do we do this? Why shouldn't we do it? Oh, that's my answer. And so then animals were seen as not even a living thing, almost. They had no soul, so you couldn't put them on trial. They totally had souls. But you could kind of, then the law started moving in that direction, and then he could kind of fucking do whatever he wanted to any animal. Yeah, which is tragic. So then Darwin comes along a century later mm-hmm. and starts saying, well, animals are related to people. All life is related through the great tree of evolution, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And he wasn't actually specifically working on animal trials, but that immediate, the first effect was to spell out and say, well, if animals are proven to be part of the lineage of human beings and they do have souls and they are alive mm-hmm. do we go back to putting them on trial now what do we do so they went completely the other way and all the way or the other way and said animals have inner lives that we don't understand and that's why we can't subject them to human laws and they should be exempt from them but still yeah and that's where we are today for the most part but we live in this society that's dealing with all three of these at the same time. And we've right. never really unraveled this question of can you put an animal on trial? And that's why we pardon turkeys and kill Harambe and put save dogs down that barn attack owls people from development mm-hmm. and don't um, punish dogs for, you know, certain like th- breaking and entering if they run into your right. house. You know, yeah. like we have all three of them operating at like the same time. The cat that lives next door is constantly yeah. on my property. We yeah. just pick and choose which law to apply <laughs> to animals and which not, even because th- we have no coherent. <sighs> How funny. Yeah. I've never thought about it in that way at all. Yeah. And that way we just don't think about it. We're like, no problem. We figured it out. We solved it. We have no clue what to do with animals in the legal system. Mm. But thanks to Shasane. There's you a know? spa in Japan that will exercise your dog. That sounds about right. Does your dog need exercising? Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, and this one guy is saying that he was able to exercise a horse that tried to attack its nine-year-old owner. Two vets were unable to find anything wrong with it. By using an exorcism ritual, I was able to drive the demon out. So I did try to research exercised animals trials because I really wanted to find examples. <clears throat> but it turns out exercising an animal in the eyes of the church was the same as killing it. Right. Well, this person... So it's better off dead. Well, we don't know. We don't know if the demon's out of, of it or not. We right. can't talk to it. You know, so just kill the kill the demon rather than um, kill the beast. I w- mm-hmm. So somebody on Quora asked, how does one perform an exorcism on a cat? And uh, someone did give some advice. They said, you basically do the same thing you would for a person, only make the cat extremely comfortable first. You want to make sure it's lulled into a sleep or at least closing its eyes very slowly while you start the chant. <laughs> chant exorcismus te omnis, Im- I don't know. 
uh, very softly over and over while you slip in a DVD of Pet Cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) When the opening scene is over, start to douse the cat with holy water. (laughs) You need to hold it down for this part because the demon inside, it will really start to yowl. (laughs) And that cat is going to scratch you. A neti pot of holy water is best for this. (laughs) Pour it like you're watering the cat. (laughs) (laughs) Do not waterboard the cat with it. Anyway, sorry. did you not say the rest of the like Latin exorcism words because you were afraid to? Um, fifty percent, yes. Yeah, and the other fifty percent was uh, yeah, I can't I put can't. these letters together. <laughs> Got it. Well, speaking of cat waterboarding, um, this has nothing to do with it. Yes, yes. It does have to do with a movie, <coughs> loosely. A movie that lots of people hold near and dear. A movie that I still think is actually pretty funny. The first Austin Powers. Er, It holds up. Wait. Austin Powers International Man of Mystery. Is that the second one? No, that's the first one. Right? Yes. The second one is The Spy Who Shagged Me. And the third one is Gold Gold Member. Okay. So we're talking about the first one. So if anyone remembers the character Random Task who was a spoof on Odd Job from James Bond. Random Task is the guy who throws his shoe, honestly. Uh, the guy in the bowler hat, a big, uh, big, big dude. So let's talk about that guy. He is named Joe Sun. Um, he kind of started to make his career in MMA mixed martial arts and his career career in that was actually super short uh he lost every MMA fight he ever did which was or like professional MMA it was like I think there were four of them um he was also in a 1994 pay-per-view brawl where he tapped out because his junk was pummeled. Quote. Junk was pummeled? He had pummeled junk, which actually is super fitting for him. I wish I could have that happen to him a lot because we're going to learn about how he's a piece of shit. So, um, in, let me get to those. So, he's, in the movie in 1997 and he's cast as Dr. Evil's quote, Korean ex wrestler, evil handyman extraordinaire named random task. And that's like the only real gig he ever gets in the movies. Um, That's it. That's that's like the only, yeah, that's the only thing he had. (laughs) So he wasn't a great actor, um, but how did he get that role? You'd I guess from his like- MMA stuff, and he was around. Okay. Um, uh, he, so he's not famous, really. He's just a guy uh, who is obviously very strong. He's been in MMA. Uh, he tried to get into, like, UFC. That also didn't really work. Um, and in 2008... He ends up violating parole for felony vandalism. Uh, or he violated parole on a felony vandalism charge. And he goes and because of Prop 69 in California from 2004, Prop 69 allows the collection of DNA samples from all felons and people who have been arrested for certain crimes. So they take his DNA and it gets plugged into this database. And California now has, I think, the third biggest like human DNA database in the world because of this proposition that passed, which personally I'm all for because it catches assholes like this. 
So when they put his DNA into the database, it matched up to a DNA sample that was collected from the scene of a victim from 1990 in Huntington Beach who was raped. And this rape case has been unsolved for almost 20 years. Wow. So let's talk about this terrible thing that happened. So December 24th, 1990, Christmas Eve, there's this 19-year-old girl, and this whole time she's managed to remain pretty much anonymous This from this crime, mm-hmm. which good you do you. Her. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Um, she's 19 years old, and she's out walking her dog. And um, this guy comes up to her, and it's Joe San. And he, this is at like 12.30 a.m., and he's like... Hey, uh, I'm lost. I'm trying to find the beach. And she's like, okay, like, get away from me. Basically, it's 1230. It's the middle of the night. And that's when Joe son and a guy named Santiago Lopez Gaetan jump her and drag her into a car and drive off. They terrorize her for hours. Um, they rape her, they sodomize her, they, he like, it's, it's really fucking bad. They poke her in the eyes so she can't really see that well. Um, what? Like with their fingers? Yeah. Uh, Joe tells her that um, she's, he's like, you're going to die. I'm giving you to myself as a Christmas present. <laughs> Um, oh yeah like this poor 19 year old girl so they basically they torture her for an entire night and it's the morning and son has her like he pushes her out of this car and she's on the ground and he's holding a gun to her head and the other guy, Santiago, comes up and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I'm going to kill her. And she's like, I haven't even been able to see you. You fucking poked me in the eyes. And by this point, her pants have been tied around her her face so she can't see anything. And he's like, it's Christmas. This is your lucky day. Run. And so she like stands up and is just kind of wanders and they drive off and she's able to take off the pants on her face and uh wander like goes to a nearby house and they call the police and in this one article i read it said that her dog was never found but in another one uh more of like an i survived kind of thing she said that her dog was found so yay at least her dog didn't die um so she goes to the cops and she tells them everything that she can remember from being attacked. Like they kept saying that uh, there it was called like Sons of Samoa, uh, which is apparently like a pretty violent gang. And they were like, this is this. And she said that one of them had carved S.O.S. onto her butt Son of Sam. Or sons, yeah. Sons of Samoa. Like in a permanent way? I, I guess. Oh. Um, obviously, they did a lot of fucked up they shit to lot. her. Yeah, this is. Um, she is How able. How long was she there? It was for like one night. Jesus. Um, she is able to remember like what they looked like a little bit. She did give an good enough I guess description so that they had the um character it's not a caricaturist yeah yeah but the, the artist uh artist who, rendering yes whatever. of what the two men look like and um the cops who were investigating it were like we can totally find <laughs> what if these it people was a caricature what if that's how we found people sorry no, it's terrible. he had a real big nose <laughs> he was on a bicycle and uh, dribbling a basketball. There's a, there's a monkey on his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. He's surfing with a parrot. <laughs> yup. So, anyways. I'm Y'all. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. This is heavy. 
It's very heavy. It's better to make. I don't know. Jokes about it. Not <laughs> jokes. Obviously, it's not jokes about her. No. no. It's just it's about caricatures. It's about the criminal justice system. Yeah. And the very, very special victims unit. So this woman gives as much information as she can. <laughs> She's fucking great. She survives. She does everything she can. Obviously, they like, take a rape kit, keep the DNA, thank God, because it was 20, or it was in 1990. So... Yeah. Like odds of them getting rid of this shit, and in Florida, right? yeah, no, uh, in California. Oh, it's California. It just um, seems Florida. It sounded yeah. Florida. So, anyways, the cops think they have a really good chance because of this SOS stuff, and they really never end up finding anybody until 2008 when they get a hit off of his Joe Son's DNA, and they're like. Oh my god, it's one of the fucking 18 guys. 18 years later. Yeah, 18 years later they Fuck. get a hit on it. And 2008. Mhm. Damn. And they're like, "All right, we're coming for you." And he's charged with 17 felony sexual offenses and is facing up to 275 years to life in prison. Wow. Did but they find his accomplice to, or like they the do. other? They okay, do. Well, good. yeah, I think he like turned him in. For sure. Um so prosecutors determined that the statute of limitations had run out, of course, on everything except for two separate accounts. Because I think up until very recently, the statute of limitations on rape was really short. Yeah. Um, so he is instead tried for murder and torture. Attempted murder? Yeah. Um, or actual it's attempted murder right but they argue that because him and his accomplice had taken measures to prevent her from seeing their faces uh, that they had never conspired to kill her despite telling her that they were going to kill her and basically almost killing her it's the same shit as the rooster same same (laughs) stuff uh huh um like, Rooster couldn't that, help it. Yeah. So in a separate t- trial, Santiago <laughs> is, that's the accomplice. He's sentenced to 17 years in the state prison. Okay. And they find San guilty of a single felony count of torture. And he's sentenced to life with the possibility of parole. Hooray. Yeah. For that, I wasn't expecting that good of an outcome still um so the victim says the post-traumatic stress disorder is with me daily and i have triggers that set me off i bet all the time still i feel debilitating fear come over me and i am convinced that a hand is coming from behind again my emotional scars are intense my 20s were stripped away from my life as I relearned how to walk, see, hear, and cope with the outside world. Joseph Son not only cost me my job at my salon, but also my college savings, not to mention the impact it's made on me celebrating Christmas year after year. Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even fucking think of that. And by this time... So did she recognize him when he was in the movie? (gasps) Or no, not not in the movie. Or... It didn't say anything about her recognizing him in the movie. But by the time that 2008 rolled around, she was like a mother of four. Okay. So, So I mean. She fought her way back to something like a normal life. Mm -hmm. So, October 10th, 2011, he's a month into serving his life sentence at California's Wasco State Prison. Um, He... (laughs) was found standing at the door to his cell in front of the body of his cellmate, who was a 50-year-old convicted child molester. So I'm kind of glad that he died. But Joe, like, murdered him. Okay. In prison. And uh, so... Now he's in for life, no parole. Yeah. And he apparently killed him from his own MMA created style of fighting which is a combination of kicks and punches which i'm pretty sure is just that's just how fighting. they all work yeah um <laughs> but whatever <coughs> he's never been 
in line for the death penalty, though I'm I would be okay Does with California him still dying. Have it? I uh, thought they didn't. I don't know about now. California is weird. I think they may have it, but they technically, like but never around. use it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So mm. in 2013, he was officially charged with the death of his cellmate. Um, at his trial in 2017, he was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter and received an extra 27 years on top of, I guess, his life sentence. Voluntary manslaughter. Yeah. Is that murder? That's just murder, I thought right? that was murder. That's a very weird Well, I think since he was a pedophile, murder. so like, fuck it, let's kill him. <laughs> also, like, if you're a pedophile and you go to jail, you're going to get killed. Well, okay. That's true. I mean, that... I'm. So voluntary manslaughter. It's the one kind of victim blaming I'll, I'll, I'm down yeah. for. But also, like, I just never heard of all. Vol- it sounds like a B plus plus. Like, we're not going to give you an A minus. I feel like it's right. even a C. Right? Because you've got, like, murder in the first degree, murder in the second, second degree. degree. Manslaughter. I think third degree. And th- then manslaughter. Maybe there's not third. Uh, maybe manslaughter. I think manslaughter is third degree. Yeah. So then, yeah, he's like a C. I don't know. Yeah, voluntary plus plus. manslaughter. Because then there's involuntary manslaughter, which is like a D. Is it because do you think he yeah. like beat him to death and then let him, or like almost beat him to death and then let him die? Die kind of on his own. Is that what maybe that's what it is? is? Yeah, because he didn't use a weapon of any kind besides right. you know his guns. You know his specialty form of fighting where you kick and punch. Maybe the jury was just really impressed with his badass martial arts skills. Let's see. Voluntary manslaughter is the killing of a human being in which the offender acted during the heat of passion under circumstances that would cause a reasonable person to become emotionally or mentally disturbed to the point that they can't reasonably control their emotions. So that's like the crazy. I went crazy. That's like what happens. Yeah, yeah when people like if I went and killed a friend's like abuser. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Well, which he killed a kid's abuser. So. C++. Yeah. I mean, okay. he's still a rapist and no, 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 no. Yeah, he's a total piece of shit. Uh, but anyways, random task. He should have been killed too. Yeah. He should be killed. If you're in that prison and you're listening. Yeah. Please kill that kill motherfucker. Joe invented Son. a sort of martial arts where you kick and punch so hard that you die. Wow. So it would have been a murder suicide. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. The dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a roundhouse kick that ends up also hitting yourself in the face. I think all <laughs> full around. Yeah, full all the way around. All rapists who are in jail for life and all pedophiles who are in jail should all be killed by each other. I think so too. That's it. The end. Vote for me. Vote for Lisa. <laughs> Vote for Lisa. Twenty twenty. <laughs> oh man! Can you imagine? That's like I won't when be you... old enough. Huh? Don't you have to be thirty five? Yeah. I won't be old enough. I'm so young. Wow. Twenty twenty four though. I'm coming for you. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's not a precedent. I'm like, oh wait, yes, it is. Too old. No. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, don't you? You have can't to run be when too old. No, JFK, lock it up. Oh, I can I cannot imagine a worse job for me than, than the president. Any political office. Like any like not even like city city council or like, like head of the libraries. My whole my whole thing is just knee jerk not belonging or dis, or agreeing with the people. I mean I don't want to represent them. Yeah, thing. that's probably a good thing in this economy, Jesus. <laughs> There you go. Fucking everyone's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everyone is everyone wrong. is always wrong. <laughs> Vote God. for me, <laughs> Karina Magar. The two platforms. Twenty twenty. You don't have to wait. I'm already a hag. <laughs> a hag. <laughs> I'm a hag. God. What's what's your fun trial? Well, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh, uh, okay. Classic Friedrich reading here. Um. <laughs> We're going to talk about the mysterious spook light of Arkansas. Spooky. Okay. Please be about ghosts. Los Spookies. Oh, that's um, such a good show. Have you guys been watching that? I have not watched it. I want to, but it's so subtitles. Funny. And I, not it's not all subtitles. Okay. No, it's a mix. It's just that I... It's not for you. Oh, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. I just like to look at my phone while I watch TV. Well, learn Spanish. The more screens, the better. I know a little. You probably get by. It's not that hard Spanish. Yeah. Fantasma. <laughs> I'm just really educatedly guessing. Yes. Um. So. Suspiria. <laughs> That's Italian. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What? That ma- just makes me sing Suspiria in... Susudio? Suspiria. No. Yes, in Disturbia. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got it. My favorite Rihanna song. Yeah. Once again, I'm older than you. <laughs> Susudio, right? <laughs> Suspiria. I can um, style a chubby checker. I dated a guy who's na- who named his cat Susudio, and I was like, uh, this isn't going to go anywhere. No, that's no. Not gonna, no. But we were both afraid of the same uh, Disney World ride so i thought maybe we had a connection yeah but aren't you afraid of all of them no oh no only the best one. i thought they were I'm like not afraid of any of them anymore all haunted which one Whoa, were you afraid of? Grown i was up. afraid of uh well i was i i started out afraid of all of them um because <laughs> as a child you can see that shit um <laughs> but mostly uh thunder mountain railroad hmm. i don't remember i don't know one. that one los spookies okay <laughs> I believe um, you. Tell us about your spook lights. Yes. Um, spook lights. <laughs> Spooky lights. They're watching you. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in a rural area of Arkansas. Uh, That's how every ghost story should start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True though, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in a small town called Gurdon in Clark County, 75 miles south of Little Rock and a few miles off of Interstate 30, if you need the exact coordinates, uh, at us on Twitter, um, it's a deserted stretch of railroad track just outside of uh, town near the Sandy Creek Cemetery. Mm. It's paralleled by a dusty dirt road, um, and it wouldn't look out of place in a horror movie as we've all agreed on um if this they're all written so fucking stupid if you are to come here to this forgotten place uh and walk along the tracks to a specific spot just before where the tracks cross state road 53 i'm really giving you a lot of directions here uh (laughs) you may be treated to quite an outlandish sight it's so stupid the writing um you might notice a bobbing white orb of light sometimes bluish green and at other times a reddish orange uh it has all the colors (laughs) yep uh not purple uh it has a very defined and clear shape which will hover and float along about three feet over the railroad tracks before veering off and flickering out so it's kind of like the Marfa lights. Yeah. Okay. Or but the more, uh, or Mr. More Burns clear. in that episode of The Simpsons. Yes. Or your friend in uh, middle school, high school who believed they were a raver. Or if you go to a Ren Fair and that guy has the orb in his hand, he just like plays with it. With his, mm-hmm. and it's always and, some like, fucking dude. It it's a fuck around. boy always. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. always the, yeah, David Bowie. Yeah. I've got elf ears on. Do you want to fuck? Um, yes. Yes, I do. Um... What you're seeing is a phenomenon that's been witnessed by hundreds of people, and it's been called... Upwards of tens of people. <laughs> well, it's Arkansas, so, you know, adjusted yeah, for population inflation, in, that's yeah. like five million that's people. True. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, it's uh, now called the Gurdon Spook Light. <coughs> Gurdon Spook Light. It's just like a, it's a will-o'-the-wisp. It does sound a like Swedish, Swedish chef. Gurdon? Um, Isn't that a disease? Oh, GERD. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is GERD? That's a herpy disease. Makes you herp. Oh, I think it's a herpy disease. I think it's just another word for uh, gagging. Bile? Heartburn. Oh. Yeah. But like it's chronic and it's worse. I think CJ has that. Okay. Um, it's uh part of local folklore and it's one of arkansas's most well-known paranormal mysteries the most persistent tale surrounding the origin of the mystery light is that uh god is it's ghostly in nature i'm sorry i'll try to read the sentences before i talk 
Um, the Encyclopedia of Arkansas History holds uh, the tale of a railway foreman named Will McLean, who in December of 1931 was murdered by a worker he had fired named Lewis McBride. McBride apparently killed McCain with a pickaxe or a spiked maul. We're not sure. Well, probably a pickaxe. The pointy end. As yeah. a as a railway worker, yeah, I'm sure a pickaxe would probably be his choice well, of weapon. Well, what's a spiked maul? It's like something fucking knights in Transylvania used. Oh. You know, like it's I've never heard of it outside of a D&D game. Well, maybe <laughs> fucking McLean was a was a vampire i don't know who maybe are, you know who are we to judge that's true i apologize for my assumptions <laughs> fucking great depression people were out there um yeah. Yeah. after which she placed the body on the tracks for it to be cut in half by a passing train oh. do not fire mcbride i like that it was mcbride and mccain just going at each other a couple of fucking irish idiots um <laughs> The police would arrest McBride, find him guilty, and have him executed by electric chair in 1932. That's some swift justice, honestly. Yeah, it is. That's pretty fast. But yeah. I guess, you know, if you're running around with a pickaxe. Or a spiked mall. Or a spiked mall. <laughs> um, not long after this murder, the mysterious light began appearing. Hence the idea that it's actually the spirit of McLean carrying the lantern he had used while working on the tracks. Is there video? No. There's a fucking ad. <sighs> okay. Um, while the players and murder are a real part of history, what is not clear is whether this is a really, like, really his lantern or not. Um, it's from that point that the light became uh, entrenched in the area's lore. So they just became obsessed that this was McLean. Uh, it would be cited by numerous people, starting with a conductor who said that he was followed by an orb of light for several miles before it suddenly shot straight up into the air. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was probably having a migraine. Um, they do have to stay up a long time. Mm-hmm. The light had gone on to be seen very frequently and regularly to the point that the trail leading to where the tracks are has become quite well defined from all the curiosity seekers who come here to see it. Many of the locals have seen it so often that it's just sort of a natural part of the landscape. One local named Robert Nunnally has said, I love these quotes. Yeah, quotes are the best. I grew up in Gurdon. Gurdon. And have seen the light many times. It tends to appear as a colored spherical light hovering in a ghostly or space alien way in midair. Mm-hmm. This is a direct quote. Please don't laugh at this man. The legend surrounding the light is that a headless railroad man, victim of a revenge murder, hunts for his head with a lantern. The phenomenon transcends the legend, though, as the experience of seeing the Gurdon light is both frequent and unusual, a natural roadside attraction of the highest order. So let me guess Ooh. this not only guy, he owns some sort of a gift shop nearby. For sure he yeah. does. Right? For sure. Selling heads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> You gotta make money somehow. You uh, just didn't just snow globes of a guy without a head looking for it. Yeah. Um, it's been covered uh, on Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, never mind. It's real. Hello. Mm-hmm. Right. Journalism. It's uh, generated a lot of interest and debate over the years. The light does indeed exist. Uh, that's not disputed. But it depends largely on what it is, depends on who you ask. Um, There's the ghost theory. There's also the idea that people are seeing, and here's where Marfa Lights comes in, uh, Mm -hmm. is simply headlights off on nearby 130, I-30. Yeah. Uh, But this explanation is problematic, as the phenomenon has been seen since long before the interstate was there. Right? Started Mm -hmm. in, like, 31. Started when the trains with their big headlamps... Karina, um, (laughs) I didn't question your rat trials. But those are real. uh, (laughs) It's like backed up banks. I'm going to put this light on trial. Uh, (laughs) There are also many trees and hills standing between the interstate and the location of the light. Uh, And here we have another quote. Uh, In an article for the Arkansas Gazette, 
I love any newspaper that's called a gazette. Yeah, I'm kind of a fan of gazettes. Um, a local graduate student researching the light said, The nearest interstate to the tracks is about four miles away, and a large hill stands in between the tracks and the interstate. If the light was caused by passing headlights, it would have to be refracted up and over the hill to be visible on no. the other side. By okay. saying mirror, well, he's a graduate student. <laughs> right. Is he though? So. By some sort of a mirror, perhaps like a re- of a rear view type of a car in front of. Never mind. Stop it, Karina. I'm gonna stop. Well, let's talk about swamp gas. Does it? <laughs> Highly combustible gas I produced. Smell it right now. By <laughs> by decomposing vegetation has also been offered as a possibility. This couldn't account for the light being seen in a very windy condition, and it fails to explain why it's always such a well-defined orb, or why it's only ever seen in one place. Okay. Let's rule out swamp gas. Um, It could also be due to the high concentration of quartz in the area, releasing some sort of electrical charge. Ooh, I like that. But how would this explain the shape, movement, and almost intelligent behavior? Mm. And also, does I don't does quartz just shoot lightning out of the ground? Why do you think I wear it almost every day? Okay, it's a good conductor. It's not light. It doesn't shoot lightning. If it did, you'd be dead. Can you Google that for me? Yeah. I need to know if electricity comes from quartz. Uh, an almost intelligent behavior of the spook light. Um, as well as the sheer frequency with which it is seen and in the limited area. Uh, it has also been offered that this is a mirage, but a physics professor, thank you, mm. named Dr. Charles Lemming. He's thoroughly Lemming. Sorry. <laughs> Jump off the fucking cliff, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoroughly studied the light without ever finding the answer, and he claimed that through filters, the Gurdon light did not polarize as a mirage would. Uh, he also found that it produced no electromagnetic current and is always the same size and shape no matter what the atmospheric conditions are. Another witness has said... A ball of yellowish light will almost always appear hovering over the tracks. The light seems to be about the size of a basketball and around 50 yards away. If you walk toward it, the light will recede away from you or disappear, sometimes reappearing behind you. I myself have seen it, and believe me when I tell you it's not a hoax, a mirage, or reflected light. Something very strange is going on in Gurdon, a great X-Files-style road trip destination. (laughs) That's fun. They're not even like, yeah, the tourism board. Right. Doing its job. Um, It's fun. I like it. No one knows what the fuck it is, but go and buy the snow globes. With the oh my god, I would totally buy a snow globe that had weird floating lights in it. Yeah. That's way better than snow. Yeah. Or just one with like a human ish head in it. Yeah, that'd be funny. Like you it would it. look very, you know, like crystal ball. Yeah. And when you and turn like it upside it down and you. shake it, it doesn't, be, it just opens its eyes. Yeah. I'd probably just Ooh. be way too afraid to have something like that in my house now that I think about it. I'm going to make one. Okay. I'm gonna I just need one. a head. <laughs> Buy a shrunken head. That'll probably be cheap. We'll get fucking oh. Joe Son's head. I'll need to go to Gurdon. You, you'd get need one of a those. big bowl for that. Ooh. Well, you would shrink it, obviously. Clearly. Obviously. But you, you'd think that in water, a shrunken head would probably expand some, right? Are shrunken heads real? Yeah. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. I don't know how don't, it's done. But yeah, it's I done. don't know if you can legally buy like authentic ones. I don't in think so. America, I don't think but you can buy body parts without like some sort of a medical license or something. Where do they have or, like a wholesale license? Shrinklandia. Go to Costco, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, Gurdon. Gurdon. I feel like I remember going to like a weird like Ripley's type thing but it was also part of like one of those fairs that's in like a parking lot right 
And I, yeah. I feel like I remember seeing a shrunken head and being like, that's not real. They also yeah, have them at like the think... little mini like voodoo museums and yeah. stuff like that. Or the they're like oddities. Yeah, yeah, they're like jackalopes. That's true. That's why I didn't think they were real. I think they used to be. Jackalopes aren't real. I'm I like that your dress matches your microphone cover. Thank you. I'm all blue today. I'm not going to sing the song about it, though. I'm oh, yeah. Do it. It's super real. They even have videos on how to make one. With a real head. It's very Martha Stewart. She like, right pulls somebody out, <laughs> chops off their head. It's her and Snoop Dogg. High as Puts fuck. it in a smokehouse. Uh, you take off the skin up. and flesh, and then you put seeds underneath the nostrils and sew the lips shut. And then that's held together with three palm pins, and then the fat is removed. And then a wooden ball is placed under the thing to keep the form. And then you boil it in water, saturated with herbs containing tannins. Yeah. You just tan it. You just, yeah, like making anything out of leather, kind yeah. of. And then you dry it. And then you drink that wine, baby. You hang it up you on add, your Christmas tree. You can have beads if you want. Can mm-hmm. you buy a shrunken head on eBay? Yeah. I bet you can. Shrunken. Well, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how real these are. They look pretty fucking fake to me. Yeah, I don't think you can buy... Legit shrunken legit heads. Legit heads of any kind. <sighs> now the Silk Road's rude. I know, right? But you could buy like a, a human skull, right? I thought you could buy human skulls. Maybe bones. I don't know. Human I thought you basically skull. couldn't buy body parts anymore. It's illegal to ship remains. Yeah. Okay. And I it's... know about transport. <laughs> <laughs> you ship it. You ship.com. Yeah, you oh, do. Oh, I get no. No, That's I can't find sponsor, any so real human skulls either on eBay. Well, fuck. Well. What'd you learn? Learned a lot about the law today. Mm-hmm. Laws against. I fought the law and the law sort of won. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we learned a lot about murder. Yeah, we Animal did. Animal murder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Railroad well, murder. Yeah. Terrible Murdering murder. your Attempted cellmate. and then completed murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Attempted not later completed because it wasn't the same person Different, but yeah. i saw he was also i'm sorry i'm bringing it back i know we're trying to end i saw he was also convicted of felony vandalism that's what they got him on that he, so he was on probation for felony vandalism okay and then or he was either on probation for that or they picked him up for felony vandalism. So that's how they had his DNA. And that's how they got his DNA was because of that felony got vandalism it. charge in 2008. And that's when they ran him through the DNA thing and they were like, got you, motherfucker. Which is why I am pretty much all for taking people's DNA. Hell yeah. And sending your shit in so that they can find murderers and rapists. Yep. I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't either. And I won't until the government starts tracking not guilty people down with it. But we haven't come there yet. So we're good still. Good Getting for all now. the rapists. Um, yeah. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Don't throw your shoe. <laughs> no, for God's sake. Honestly. Who throws a shoe? Well, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Weird Brunch. And I literally created weirdbrunch at gmail.com during this episode. So if you have ideas or you want to harass us, uh, send an email to weirdbrunch at gmail.com and maybe I'll check it. I don't know. <laughs> I might forget the password. Yeah, it's true. Okay.